0: Welcome to the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast on the WVSA digital network from the Dick Sporting Goods studios in Charleston, West Virginia. Here's your host,
1: Marcus Cole. Welcome to our podcast. Before we welcome our guests, I want to remind you to like, subscribe and share our program. This helps us get the word out to others and let them know that we're providing valuable information designed for soccer players, coaches, referees and parents. Welcoming back on the program, Stephanie May Militano, registered dietitian and owner of SM Nutrition. Stephanie, welcome back to the show.
0: Thank you so much for having me back. It's always a good time and lots of good stuff that we talk about. So, yeah, we're
1: going to talk about a lot of good stuff today because Stephanie's going to be going over the top five frequently asked questions when it comes to sports nutrition. So let's go ahead and dive into question number one. We get a lot of athletes that tell us it's so hard for me to eat in the morning before I have practice. What should I do to fuel in this situation?
0: Yeah, I get asked this question multiple times per week, whether it's through social media, the team talks I'm doing, or some of my individual, you know, lead fuel one-on-one coaching clients. It's always coach has early morning sessions what do I eat? I can't possibly eat. Typically it's what they say before practice. And I I asked them to rethink, you know, what does that eating look like? Because so often you think you have to have before that breakfast, you have, you know, before that practice, you have to have that big egg sandwich or pancakes and all this big stuff. And you absolutely do not. In fact, you don't want to eat that much before an early morning practice when you only have an hour to digest, because that's really what all of this is impacted by is your digestion and how your body can handle. Those certain foods. So, typically, what I recommend is three to four hours before a practice or a game, you're having that pre practice meal, which is going to have lots of carbohydrates, some protein, some fats, and some color from fruits and vegetables. But when you've got a 7 a.m. or a 6 a.m. or an 8 a.m. practice, you're not going to wake up at 4 a.m. to have to have that meal. So it's really tough. And so what I recommend is working backwards. So for those morning practices, you want to start by training your gut to get used to eating before practice. So start with something small, maybe 30 to 45 minutes out. It could be applesauce or dry cereal, a cliff bar, a granola bar, just something really, really simple but mostly carbohydrate based. We don't want a lot of protein or fats or fiber here. That's gonna slow down digestion because remember we want this really quick fuel to hit your stomach so you're energized in the morning, but we don't want it digesting too long where it's slowing down. It's gonna hang it out in your gut and causing any issues. So that's step one. Is looking at the morning and as you train your gut to tolerate more and more you may be able to add bigger portions of those carbohydrates or eat it closer to practice or maybe sneak in a little bit of an easier to digest protein something really small maybe like a little bit of peanut butter Um, that's kind of that protein fat mix in the morning but For starters, just that carbohydrate and then think backwards, right? So what are you doing the night before to set yourself up for success for that morning practice? And so that's where dinner and that evening snack are going to be crucial because technically that's your pre-workout meal. (laughs) That's what's going to fill up your energy before bed. So we want... At least half a plate of carbohydrates, a quarter plate of protein about the size of your palm, about a cup of fruits or veggies, and then some healthy fats sprinkled on top for dinner. And then before bed, try to have a snack that has some carbohydrate and protein. I love recommending like yogurt and granola or a smoothie or, you know, something along those lines that's packed with nutrients to help fill up your tank before you head to bed.
1: And the biggest takeaway, don't not eat before you're training. Such, yeah. such, a, such a big mistake, I think a lot of athletes, because you know, you're you you do not have the fuel that you're gonna need to perform at the level that you would want to perform or maybe expect to perform. So yeah, st- very, good stuff.
0: That is spot on. Yeah.
1: All right. So here I am. I'm at school. I'm a student and I have an after school practice, which is usually the case. How should I eat for that after school practice? because I may not have a lot of time from, you know, the last bell ringing for the day and then getting to practice and and being ready to go?
0: yeah. this is a great this is a great challenge for a lot of high school athletes because lunch is really that that pre-practice meal, that that last stitch effort to really fill up your battery and your energy. However, lunch for some athletes is at ten thirty and practice is at three. <laughs> and so that's a really big gap between when you have your meal and that fuel. So for me, I like to think about two things. One, you want a meal and you want a snack before practice, that afternoon practice. So if your lunch is at 10 30 or 11, that's when that meal is. And then maybe you're sneaking a snack in between classes or right in that locker room. And that's where we want that really simple carbohydrate to come in. Again, things like applesauce, a fig bar, fruit leather, um, dry cereal, granola bars, things that are really easy for your body to digest that you can have right before practice are really, really great choices. Or if you can ideally get it right before that last class, so you have just about an hour to digest right before practice, that's perfect. If on the flip side, you've got a later lunch, like a one or two o'clock lunch and then the bell rings and you're pretty much out the door to practice, that might be a little bit hard because you're digesting as you're heading to practice. So for lunch, think about a lot of carbohydrates, just a little bit of protein, and then you're going to slide that snack to earlier in the day, maybe like 10, 30, 11 o'clock, and then that snack can have a lot more protein in it because you have plenty of time to digest. So, you know, I recommend that. I know like Yetis and thermoses and things are really, really prominent now in schools, which is great make a smoothie in the morning, put it in your Yeti or your pop to keep it cold. And you can sip on it around 10 or 1030 drinkable yogurts are great trail mix is great. And so really it's just about strategizing when you do that meal. And when you do that snack to get you energized for that after-school practice.
1: We're talking to Stephanie May Militano registered dietitian and owner of SM nutrition, the five most frequently asked questions uh, from athletes. Uh, protein is a big, big question that you get. Uh, How much protein do I need in a meal? What counts as protein? What are your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah. Consistency in protein is really the name of the game. And the number one goal for athletes is just be consistent and include protein at every meal. And I say most snacks because that pre-practice snacks, again, We want to be mostly carbohydrates. So most snacks outside of that pre-practice snack should have that protein in there. So for meals, we're really looking at 20 to 30 grams, depending on your body size of protein. Now, what is that? Because not all of us are walking around with scales and measuring cups at school, especially. And so just use your palm as a guide. So your palm is a great portion of protein for you that kind of fits in that 25 to 30 gram realm, depending on, again, your body size. But that's what you want to aim for at meals is 25 to 30 grams of protein. And then at snacks, we're really looking anywhere from five to 15 grams. So adding in like a cheese stick or yogurt or trail mix or dried amame can be a really easy way to pack in that extra protein punch at snacks. Now, when we think about proteins, so many of us think about chicken, fish, beef, pork, milk, yogurt. But don't discount some of those plant-based proteins as well. Things like oatmeal have a little bit of protein in them. Quinoa, you know, sprouted grains, roasted edamame or roasted chickpeas are great ways to sneak in extra protein throughout the day. In addition to those animal-based proteins as well.
1: What are your thoughts on protein powders?
0: Yeah. Great add in. Yeah. So protein powders, I think can be a great supplement to an athlete's diet, but it shouldn't be the foundation of their protein. I think a big mistake, or I know a big mistake, I see a lot of athletes making is they'll do a protein bar in place of breakfast. They'll have a protein shake in the afternoon. They'll do say protein waffle or protein chips. Really anything comes in the protein variety these days and all of their protein is coming from this whey protein or this added protein versus a whole protein food source. So typically I recommend athletes limit that added protein or the bonus protein from a whey protein powder or a different plant-based powder to one serving per day. So it's either one shake, one bar, um, one scoop of protein powder, and then the rest of your fuel is coming from food as much as possible because you get a greater nutrient variety, more amino acids, all the things that really help you build muscle in the long term.
1: One thing that I know a lot of athletes have difficulties with is eating to feel properly because, you know, as an athlete, you're asking a lot out of your body. You're asking it to do so much and to be able to do and perform at your best, you have to be properly fueled. But I think some athletes are somewhat comp. I mean, it, it's uncomfortable to eat as much as they probably need to eat and that goes into our next question. You get athletes that are kind of, they say, I'm full all the time. How could I possibly eat any more? What are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, and this is a, this is a tricky one because as athletes, and you know, we're not just talking about athletes here, we're talking about student-teen athletes, right? And so they are still growing and developing as humans. So they're fueling themselves as a human to live day to day. The second piece is they're still growing and developing. So they need fuel for that. And the third piece is, they're athletes. So they need additional fuel for that. So they have like just huge fueling needs. And, you know, I, I don't talk about calories a lot in my practice, but every once in a while, an athlete will say, I don't believe that I need to eat this much. And I'll, you know, we'll do some calculations or put them on, um, some, some body mass testing equipment and we'll, I'll show them like their basal metabolic rate is, you know, 2000 calories just to survive right? Plus training and growth on top of that, you know, that puts them in the 3,000, 4,000 calorie range for some of my, you know, bigger six foot athletes. They need a lot of fuel. And so really the, the key here is one being consistent and non-skipping meals and snacks because it's so hard to play catch up. So if you miss breakfast, you're missing an opportunity to improve your game and support your growth and development and, and reduce your injury risk. Um, but the other piece of that is look at energy dense foods and this is one of the easiest ways to add an extra fuel without adding in a lot of extra volume um so thinking about one of the easiest switches you know so many households parents will buy um, non-fat milk or non-fat yogurt just by switching to a low fat or a whole milk yogurt or just regular fluid milk you're adding extra protein you're adding extra fats which really just help with that extra energy that your body needs. And, and fats are great for athletes. They're long-term energy that help to balance hormones and protect your bones and muscles. So, you know, those easy little switches from the non fat to the whole milk or, you know, looking, I have some athletes who, who eat PB2 and I'm like, Hey, can we just use real peanut butter to get the most out of every bite and add as much fuel as we can? And that's what it's about. It's about finding those strategies that add in extra fuel where it's not a lot of volume, but that energy is really increased as well.
1: One thing I want to add on to that, and get your thoughts on, um, especially with talking about eating more, comes to our female athletes. Um, I know a lot of female athletes will say, "I don't eat like my friends do," and that concerns me. Um, as a female athlete yourself, can you talk just a little bit? Because I mean, you're you're gonna you're gonna eat differently than your friends.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so often, I think, you know, from such a young age, we look at our body image and we start comparing ourselves to others. And, you know, it's something, it's a bad habit we all need to really break out of because we're all so different and so perfectly imperfect in our own ways. And, and so I think that, you know, a lot of the work that I do with athletes, especially the, the female population of athletes who may be underfueling or struggling with disorder eating or eating disorders, is we look at how can we, how can we separate the comparison? between everyone and I think that's the first thing is recognizing that we're all different we all need different things and you can be on the same team with someone who plays the same position but have different fueling needs and ways of fueling you know maybe you love three meals and four to five snacks and your teammate loves to have you know two meals and eight snacks right they break down their lunch in different ways and so I think you can't you can't judge a book by its cover because your teammate may be having a few snacks for lunch because she gets nauseous before that big practice where you can take down a really big lunch which is awesome and so you're comparing yourself to this other athlete on one little snapshot of the day right you don't see what they're eating the rest of the day I think that's one of the important things but also you are responsible for you and your success and I think by focusing on how much fuel you need and, and, you know, you may be eating more than your teammates and that's okay. You know, I tell athletes that if you're hungry, that's a sign, your body is screaming from inside, like, let's grab some more fuel. Um, So listening to your body is definitely one of those priorities. And one of the top things that I teach athletes that I work with.
1: Comparison is the theft of joy.
0: Yes, that is. Uh, I've been talking about that a lot lately, but yes.
1: As we kind of wrap things up here on the podcast with uh, Stephanie our fifth frequently asked question, should my pregame snack be the same as a snack before practice or should it be a little bit different?
0: Yeah, they should be the same because you never want to try anything new on game day, right? We don't want to try a new meal, a new snack, a new shake and then hit the field and the whistle goes off and you're feeling nauseous or uncomfortable and that sort of stuff. So we want to be as consistent from practice day to game day as we can. Now, before practices, this is your time to flex that variety muscle, right? So if you want to try a different bar or a different snack or even a different timing of that bar or snack. And, you know, I talk a lot with my athletes and I teach them how to, how to train their gut and figure out I call it a snack roster, right? Let's create a roster, or your A team and your B team. So you know that A team, you can have it ten minutes before practice, and it works for your gut. And that B team is thirty minutes before, and that C team is an hour before. And you know exactly what snacks work for you at those different time frames for practice. And that's really great because that means on game day or on tournament weekends, when you've got back-to-back games and you've only got an hour or so much time to have a snack, you know exactly what to grab. From that roster, whether it's a 30-minute roster or the 10-minute roster, you know what can fit your fueling plan. So I think we we flesh all this out and we trip practice this on practice days because if you have an upset stomach on a practice day, really you don't lose much, right? You're losing a maybe a half of practice, but an upset stomach on a game day can be a big, big issue. So we definitely wanna practice our training our gut on training days and then on game days stick to what you know and stick to what you know works because you have so much anxiety and excitement and adrenaline going we don't want to create any more chaos within your gut.
1: Stephanie where can people find you on social media your website and also talk to us a little bit about your academy.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you can find me um, on Instagram, on TikTok at highschool.athlete.nutrition. Um, you can also visit me on my website at smnutritionrd.com. And on my website, I have a ton of resources um, from free downloadables to um, free sessions, or you can schedule a session with me or learning about the Academy. And the Academy is definitely, I think a really great foundational place for athletes. I designed it as a way to answer questions like this, because I think so often athletes have questions they just want the answer to like immediately because it would help them so much. And so I created the Academy as an online nutrition library for athletes. So there are over 40 videos, fueling guides, recipes, handouts, and so much more on there. I bring in some sports and performance experts to talk about injury reduction and injury prevention. We have yoga. We've got mental and performance coaches in there. And then I hop on every month and answer your questions live. So you have access to me as your coach to ask questions every single month. And so my goal is to give you all the tools that you need to build your feeling plan and feel confident to be able to take your game to the next level.
1: Stephanie is a wonderful follow, and we encourage you to go ahead and check her out and check out her program, the Academy program, and everything that she has to offer. And we promise, uh, while we don't guarantee, we promise that you will perform better when you're properly fueled. It's just great sign. So, Stephanie May Militano, registered dietitian, owner of SM Nutrition. Thank you so much for coming back on the program. We really appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. Anytime. It's always a blast.
1: And thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope we provided some valuable information for you today. And
0: if we did, make sure
1: you let everybody know about our program. You can find us on our social media channels, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for us at WBSoccer. Take care,
0: and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share our program. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved.